When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, and you know what that means, sometimes you get a Sharp Tongue podcast. (laughs) I'm happy to be here, very special episode this week, it is a swap cast with my boy Jeremiah Watkins and his podcast, Jeremiah Wonders, and it's so fun, there's a lot of fun stuff that we do, people call in, we have a pizza party, all of that goodness happens, and it's in the style of Stan Hope's swap cast which is when two people have a podcast and they just record one and share it on each other's channels. So much easier. Your fans get to meet new people and vice versa. And so here we are, everybody. And before we get into the episode, I want to let you know where I'm going to be. This week, I'm in upstate New York. I'm going to be performing at the Comedy on Carlson in Rochester, New York, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Also, I'm going to be in Minneapolis at the Mall of America. Rick Rick Housen's brought... (laughs) I'm sorry, I've had a few glasses of wine and a joint with my mom. Rick Housen's... (laughs) Rick Bronson's House of Comedy at the Mall of America, March 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th with my comedy brother, Marty Caproni. Um, Then after that, I've got some new dates. I'm going to be in Altoona. I'm going to be in some other place, some weird Langston-type town in Indianapolis at the end of March. I'll have those dates up soon. Also, uh, for April 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th, I'm going to be at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas. Then for a special weed show, I'm going to be at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona, April 22nd. 420 is going to be the release of my new podcast, Hilarious, and um, this season is all comedians with my co-host, Travis, who is also my dispensary partner. That releases on 420. I'm also going to be doing a special live 420 Hilarious broadcast from the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. If you want a chance to win tickets to any of these shows that I just mentioned, email me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com jessimay.com for all things Peluso related. And I'm sure a bunch of you are itching to know what happened with my butthole. Um, (laughs) If you were tuned in to last week, I um, called to see if I could get my butthole hair lasered. And it was a big deal. You know, my last name, Peluso, is is uh, very hairy and Sicilian, or Italian, if you will. Pell is hair, Uso is many, and um, so my butthole is a disaster, needless to say. And so I was all excited about getting my butthole hair lasered, and I found a Groupon, y'all. I got a Groupon for my butthole hair because I'm a bitch on a budget. I don't care where you're at in your life, you should always try and be a bitch on a budget. I think frugalness is sexy, along with being a manly man who can fix things and remodel kitchens, I think frugalness is very sexy. <laughs> so I found a Groupon for six 
lasers in a small area. I considered my butthole a small area. My boyfriend says it's teeny. He's just trying to be real cute and flirty. It's a small area. I called the lady. She said it might be medium. I was like, road, don't even try and say my butthole's a medium area. We've been working hard. It's a small area. And I went in. And guess what? The Groupon doesn't cover your butthole. Um, you should let a bitch know, especially when the bitch is on a budget. Let her know your Groupon don't cover her butthole. It's only the right thing to do. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? And uh, I went in there and then the dude tried to sell me on like a package. He was like, you're definitely going to need eight. Hadn't even seen my butthole. Just throwing out a prediction based off of no data collected no details. He didn't even take a peek. I mean, at least look at the butthole before you throw in a ballpark number, buddy. I mean, how are you going to say eight? That's a high, that's a, that's a lot of lasering sessions. And also, he's like eight with six-week intervals. I'm sorry, did you just ask me for a year relationship with my butthole? And you're not even going to meet her. So you're already committed to her for a year? Very cute. Every girl's dream. Commitment right out the gate. Um, but then he asked me for two grand, and I was like, Como say what? <laughs> I mean, I'm all about treating myself right, but excuse me? Two grand on my butthole? For a bitch on a budget, I just can't justify throwing $2,000 in my ass unless I'm going to get 20 Gs out of it and we're in some weird requiem for a dream Jennifer Connelly double dildo backing it up scenario and I'm getting paid for some freaky motherfuckers who want to see a fetish scene. I'm not throwing two grand in my asshole. You out of your goddamn mind? My mama didn't raise no fool. She raised a fool with a hairy butthole, but we're trying to figure that out. So needless to say, I walked out of there with a hairy butthole, just being like, well, I guess this isn't going to happen for me. I guess today isn't the day I'm going to get my butthole hair lasered. So if you're out there and you're in L.A. and you laser butthole hairs, hit a girl up. If you can give me a better deal than a year and two grand, I mean, what kind of bitch would take that deal? That's the worst deal ever. I'm not an immigrant trying to escape and come into America. I'm a bitch who's trying to get her butthole hair lasered off. So if you can come at me with a better deal, bro, I'll, I'll promote you. I'll mention your name on the podcast. I'll even do a little video on my Instagram story of my butthole hair getting lasered. Challenge. I'm even going to raise it to a challenge. I challenge someone to get rid of my butthole hair in less than eight sessions. How about a challenge for you, huh? You say you're good at what you do? Prove it. <laughs> oh, my God. I still have a hairy butthole. It's a disaster. Oh, God. You know, and it's just like it wasn't always like that. I don't know where it came from. Just one day, my butthole's like, mm, it's kind of chilly. <laughs> and then one little hair was like, and it all just grows. And before you know it, looks like you got a Sasquatch winking at you. It's squatchy down there. I have a squatchy butthole. I'm proud of it. It's fine. I'll figure it out. Somebody still loves me. You know, I'm fine. I'm loved, and that's all that matters. And I have a house and dogs and a family and a career and a hairy butthole. I mean, I have it all. (laughs) So please come see me live. If you're in upstate New York, make the trip to Rochester. I'm excited to be there. Marty is going to be there, my comedy brother. We're going to do meet and greets after the show. Comedy on Carlson, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. 
Minneapolis, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, Mall of America, March 15th through 18th. Catch me in, uh, let's see, Altoona, and I'll get you the other name right now. If you guys can wait two seconds the other day, let's see. We have got Altoona and uh, what is the name of the other town? Hold on. Lang's Logansport. Logansport, Indianapolis. That's going to be on the 31st, and Altoona will be on the 30th, and that's in Pennsylvania in March. And Moon Tower Comedy Festival for April 18th through the 21st. House of Comedy Phoenix on April. That's going to be a weed show on April 22nd. And uh, jessiemay.com for tickets, jessiemaypalusocomedy at gmail.com to win free tickets. And coming up on this special Swapcast podcast is with Jeremiah Watkins of Roast Battle fame, of saxophone fame, of comedy store fame. He's a up-and-coming comedian who is a delight to hang out with and very talented, uh, plays musical instruments with his hands and his mouth. Wow. Wowzers. Sorry, ladies, he's taken. And his podcast is called Jeremiah Wonders, and it's so damn fun. He fed me pizza, and we played games. I felt like I was eight years old again. Thank you, Jeremiah, for a great time, and I hope you guys enjoy this special Sharp Tongue Swapcast with Jeremiah Wonders. Enjoy, y'all. You back listening to Jeremiah Wonders. And I'll tell you what, I appreciate it. Yep, that's freaking right. You listening to this means so much to me. I can't thank you guys enough. I appreciate it so much. Seriously, though, it's been cool. A lot of people have been reaching out. A lot of good, positive support of the show. I hope this show finds you well. I hope this show has been a positive boost to your week. I hope you're having a great week and I hope this kicks it off. I hope good things are happening to you in your life. You know, I'm all about that positivity, dog. All about that positivity. And I thank you guys for those five-star reviews on iTunes, those reviews, all that stuff helps. And I've been getting some nice letters, some uh, some emails from you guys at your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. Appreciate those of you people who are reaching out to me. Yeah, that's right. Got some pretty big news today. Pretty big news, guys. New sponsor of the podcast. Oh, man, I'm so excited. So excited to share this with you. This pizza place is in my top five of all time. Do you know how hard that is as a pizza connoisseur? For a place to get in Jeremiah's top five? You boys, top five? Joe's Pizza. Yes. Yes. They're the new freaking sponsor of this podcast. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be prouder. In West Hollywood. It's the one right next to the comedy store. They're hooking it up. There's a new segment on the show. Not going to spoil it, but it involves pizza. And Jesse May was the first one to try it out. And we had a great time. Also, Speedweed, loyal supporter of the show. Sponsoring that show weekly. Hit up Gino. Hit up at Speedweed on Twitter. That kush kush, that ganja ganja delivery service, baby. Man, 
Pizza and Weed as sponsors. Pretty dope, guys. Pretty freaking dope. But if you go to Joe's Pizza, it's the one right next to the comedy store down the street, walking distance on Sunset in West Hollywood, tell them Jeremiah Watkins or Jeremiah Wonder sent you. Yeah, that's what's up. So excited. I got some cool stuff I want to plug real quick, guys. March 4th, Sunday, I will be making my debut on HBO on Pete Holmes' show Crashing with the Roast Battle crew. The episode is called Roast Battle. How freaking cool is that? We did an HBO crossover takeover show with Pete Holmes. Thank you to Pete Holmes and Judd Apatow for making that happen. And the other people who were involved as well. Jeff Ross, of course. Our buddies over there. Yes. So excited. Other than that, also be uh, March 1 through 3rd, Sacramento Punchline with my my buddy, the Golden Pony, Tony Hinchcliffe. He's headlining. I'm featuring for him. And that is one heck of a show. We've done a tour together in the fall, the Monster Energy Drink Tour. It's one heck of a show whenever you come see us. We put on a show for you guys. So hope to see you guys up there in the Bay Area. Bay Area. Uh, I saw Black Panther this week. It's freaking great. I loved it. I get all the hype around it. And it's deserved hype. I, and I, uh, I I suggest if you haven't seen it, you got to see it in theaters. It's a great movie. Also, a couple other things I did this week. Um, for those uh, involved in the comedy community, I, uh, I showcased for this thing called Just for Laughs. They're new faces of comedy. Felt like I did pretty good. We'll see if I get a call back. Um, I always just leave that stuff up. You know, try not to think about that stuff too much. If it happens, it happens. That's great. If not, on to the next thing. That's how your boy works. You know? <laughs> Go where you want it. If you're not wanted there, figure a way out to be wanted there. <laughs> figure a way to get out good enough <laughs> where people want you around. I don't know. Just talking my mind. I've been getting into Black Mirror on Netflix. Man, that show's great. My wife and I freaking love that show. We've been... Knocking out episodes of that show, like an episode a day. We're in like season, I think we're in season three right now. But it's getting good. Other thing that happened, uh, oh yeah, I was playing some sax actually on this episode during sax talk. And I pulled my mouthpiece off. And the cork, if you know anything about saxophones, there's, there's cork that's around the neck. It completely came off and I had to go get it fixed at Sam Ash. And they hooked it up. They fixed it in like 15 minutes. And I've got new cork on my sax. And that cork has been on there for 18 years. <laughs> at least. as That's as long as I've been playing it. So I guess it needs some new cork. And got a new cork job. So that was cool. And then uh, I'm just giving you guys a play-by-play. Why not? Of, of a little, like little moments. Little highlights. Memorable things that happened to me this week. Also, this was a big deal. I.O. West. Improv Olympic is an affiliate. Um, I.O. is in Chicago. It's been home to many improvisers, many greats over the years. Uh, Chris Farley, Amy Poehler. I mean, the, the list goes on. If you look at SNL's cast over the years, I I look up I.O. Um, without me getting too much into the history, but it's amazing. I did years of shows there. Hundred, no joke, hundreds of shows there. I used to run a Saturday show in their upstairs room and and their room called the loft with my buddy, Justin Alexio, who I did the building years podcast with for years. We did three years of every Saturday night at 11 PM. Some of the worst times I've ever bombed in my life was on that show. So I grew a lot as a comic. 
And Iowa West is closing down. It closed down last night, so it was kind of uh, a sad moment. I stood on the stage for the last time, and that is actually over eight years ago in uh, January of 2010 is whenever I started stand-up comedy, and I did my first stand-up comedy set on the Iowa West main stage, and Jade Catapretta was hosting the open mic. So I stood on that stage one more time. I don't know what's going to become of the space there, but it's sad whenever you know things go out of business. Um, uh, we had a, another place called Westwood Brewing Company where a lot of us came up together uh, in my class of comedians. That when a well, place goes out of business, it's it's very sad because you feel, you know, uh, there there's a hole, and then the people have to find other homes. Luckily, that wasn't my home base. Uh, the comedy store is my home base. So it's definitely less sad for me than other people, but I literally did a show there last weekend, so I was still performing there a lot. So I hope that the people who are in that community find other outlets and find other clubs uh, or other alternative venues that welcome them and they still keep doing their thing, you know? Can't let the venue be the only thing that, that fuels you for the love of what you're doing. Man, ah, this, there's a guy that's, there's a guy named Stan who keeps writing to me. I think he's a troubled... I think he's a troubled soul, guys. And he, uh, he wrote another letter to me. And I'm, uh, I'm gonna read it to you right now. Here's uh, the latest letter from my buddy Stan. Dear Jeremiah, I'm happy to see you started this podcast. You've been absolutely hilarious the whole time on Kill Tony. This podcast has needed to happen. You're one of the nicest comedians I've ever met. I'm an open micer back in your hometown of KC, and it's refreshing to have your support. I don't see a lot of that in open mic scenes. Remember when we did an episode of Tall and Oats outside the Kansas City Improv next to a dumpster? <laughs> you would give me advice on what I needed to do to make it out to California by the time I'm 26. You didn't need to do that, and I'm thankful every day for it. That's still the most listened to episode of my podcast. My 26th birthday is seven months away, and I have 13 cents to my name. So I don't think I'm going to make it to Los Angeles quite yet. But I know the only thing I need to do as a comedian is never give up. You told me to remind myself to have fun in the process, and I get that because you never know how long this ride will be. I'm learning a lot, and I'm having a lot of fun. So any comedians out there listening to this that are going through tough times, remember that all you need to do to survive is never quit. I'll see you in L.A. soon, Jeremiah. Truly yours, your biggest fan. This is Stan. JK, this is Trey Thompson. Thank you so much to Trey Thompson for writing me that nice letter. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a funny Kansas City comic. He needs to get his butt out to L.A. or uh, or New York or one of the bigger scenes, even Denver or or Chicago. You know, they got scenes that are coming up. That they got a lot of great comics there. Nothing to knock the Kansas City scene, but I don't think that there's a whole lot going on there. So I hope I uh, hope that you get out to L.A. soon, buddy. I'm rooting for you, and. Uh, yeah, just know that you uh, you got somebody out here who uh, who's got your back if you if you come out this way to Los Angeles. Let's get into this episode today, guys. So excited! Uh, Jesse May and I had a lot of fun hanging out, riffing, good times. If you don't know her, check her out online uh, on her Twitter, her Instagram. Super funny, just one of those naturally funny people. Always positive, always fun to be around. She's great. Uh, also, if you haven't uh, been to jeremiahwatkins.tv slash shop, go grab a t-shirt from your boy. Got a bunch of designs. I got wave shirts from Roast Battle. Got Reagan and Watkins tees. 
Yeah. Got some just Watkins tees. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll do a Jeremiah Wonders shirt eventually. Who knows? If you're interested in sponsoring this show, email your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-R boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. I've been getting a lot of people hitting me up to do some different stuff, and I'm really excited that uh, Speedweed has been continuously sponsoring the show and that Joe's Pizza on Sunset in West Hollywood is hooking a brother up. So that's super exciting, super cool. Thanks for all the love, for all the support. Without further ado, here is Jesse May Peluso on Jeremiah Wonders. We're in it. We're in it. It's happening. Absolutely. It's all happening. It's all, it's, everything's happening all around us. All at once. Everything. We can't avoid it. No, it's coming so quickly. And so slow. And so slow. Yeah. Yeah. All at once. All at once. It's kind of like um, indigestion. <laughs> like from the chicken. <laughs> from the chicken. <laughs> I'm experiencing just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on inside of me. My body hates me. No more dinner parties. Well, Jessica and I were talking before the podcast started, and uh, she she said, "Could you get a food allergy from chicken?" And I said, "I think you just had bad chicken." I think I'm, people are trying to kill me. Really? People are trying to murder me slowly. <laughs> what did you do? I, I beat up kittens in a second life. What? Just there's only two of them. I kicked them, but I didn't kick them hard. <laughs> I would never. That I think that's such a sign of like what kind of person you are if you would do anything to hurt a kitten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, have you ever hurt a kitten? No. Well, okay. Whoa. Uh-oh. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Um, I used to, whenever I was a kid, I guess this is <laughs> ugh, uh, going deep real <laughs> real quick on this podcast. Bad chicken and hurting kittens. Bad chicken. Yeah. Hey, guys, make sure you, you hashtag that. Bad chicken. <laughs> Worst kittens. Uh <laughs> So me and a, a a friend used to um play catch with this one uh little kitten that we had. You played kitten not catch? Like, not like <laughs> Well you when you phrase it like that, it sounds real mean. <laughs> well god, when you word uh, it that you way. word it that way. I'm like sweating right now. I haven't even thought about this forever. Um there uh You feel guilty. Well yeah, now I do. Whenever yeah, it was literally it wouldn't be very often it wasn't like a recurring thing that we did i just have a memory one time of us playing catch with our cat like that's our, because our your brain cat. is saving you from all the other memories where you toss the cat around the fucking room jeremiah <laughs> son of a all right we hooked it up to a fan once <laughs> just one time okay we used to when i was a kid my friend amy and i we would get like you know those like a bigger ball that you could kick around, like a lighter plastic one, you know? Like when you go into like a Toys R Us store, there's a big basket of them. They're yeah. like brightly colored. We'd get one of those and we'd kick it around my room and just knock everything off the walls. We literally would just kick it and not care where it went. We'd turn the fan on so the fan would give it like an extra, you know, punt across the room if it landed on the fan. And my mom, my mom would come up and be like, what? are you doing what are you in the room would just be in a total disarray we did that for fun yeah that's i mean we my brother and i used to play this game called alaska where we would (laughs) where we would get like every blanket and every towel like in the house and we would act like we were freezing cold because we're like alaska's really cold we we've heard were you guys really cold you just were you poor no i mean 
moments for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone should have a poor moment. Oh, I mean, so we were always like working class, but like trying to be <laughs> in another class. Yeah, I you mean, know what I mean? That's just I mean, ambition. That's pr- most, yeah. Yeah. That's ambition. Like whenever my mom would like we'd go out for a nice dinner or whatever, my mom would always say, we're going to be somebody tonight. <laughs> 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 we're gonna That's act really like cute. we're somebody tonight yeah like like she got us uh once um on new year's eve uh <laughs> oh God. this stretch escalade uh there was like a party bus kind of thing that had like neon lights on the Shut inside up the kind that like corporate dudes take to go to vegas exactly or like like if you're an in prom or yeah, something like yeah, yeah my sweet 16 <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and my mom like brought us out and she's like so sweet like she <laughs> like she's like everybody cover your eyes <laughs> and like we walked outside how many of you there was like eight or ten of us all together like because you, you she invited a couple friends siblings no she oh, like, like she invited like my sister had uh like her uh like husband at the time and like uh like we all had our significant others basically yeah. with us. So there's like almost like 10 of us. Did you guys get toasted? I mean, definitely some some of us did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those whenever you like rent a stretch anything, it's just like a, a one-way ticket to vomit. There's one person that's going to go too hard. Someone's going to go too hard. It's going to be the aunt you never expected. Yeah. And she's going to throw up in a purse that's not hers. It was my brother this time. <laughs> my he brother. Go too hard? Yeah. Like we were so white trash in this thing. Like as we went to downtown Kansas City. Downtown Kansas City. That's right. You're from Kansas. I'm from Kansas. My boyfriend's from Kansas. Yeah. We talked about this. Is he really? Yeah, he's from Beloit. Oh yeah, that's like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. So, Central yeah. North. So we go to down to downtown Kansas City, and my brother, like everybody, is riding so high because we're in a stretch Escalade. And my brother is, he rolled down his window, like rather, you know, some people usually stick their head out of the, the sunroof or whatever. And oh they're God. like, Woo! my brother rolled down the window and was miming masturbating on people as we drove what? by like, what? <laughs> for no reason, just because oh he could. He's that was like, a celebratory that dance. That was a celebratory dance, I guess. Just like, you know, fake masturbating on strangers as we drove by them on I, New Year's Eve. That made me think of a memory when I was driving with my friend and her mom and her mom's friend. We drove down. We were in uh, South Carolina and we drove past this guy who was miming jerking off. Was that your brother? <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> was that may, like some... may, Maybe that's his thing. This guy was he's in like, the he's front like, seat. He's like, I'm good at this, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this. It's so strange. This guy was just jerking off. He, ca- he was catching air. It was so strange, and his, and her mother was panicking. Her mother was like, "What do we do? What are we watching? What do we right do? Now? Like, just keep driving. Yeah, and we're in a car. We're fine. Uh, we're not gonna die via masturbation. When my mom uh, came out here to visit, and I, and this is something I talk about on stage. She literally was like telling me like she didn't know like if i was like moving into the right area and i'm like trying to calm her down and literally we pulled up to a red light in hollywood and there's a homeless man masturbating inside of his sweatpants on a bus bench just like vigorously and my mom's just like please come home bubby (laughs) and that was like the first like within the first month that i moved out here she came out to visit and she's like this is from kansas from kansas 
They don't see that kind of stuff in Kansas. No, are you kidding me? No, yeah. they don't even do that in the privacy of their own homes in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't want to. That is know, so funny. offend anybody. Oh my god, my yeah. mom. When I first moved to New York City, she visited me. This was like a few weeks after I had moved, and she was worried about where I was living. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was living in Bedsty. Okay, do yeah. or die, Bedsty. That's do or die, the motto: Bed-Stuy. do or die. And you don't get to. Ch- they choose the neighborhood chooses for you, like what's going to work out for you. You're going to do. You're going to die. And so we pulled up. And stopped at this corner, and on a building to the left of us was was um, spray painted "Do or Die," and she was like, "Do or Die, Jesus Christ, Jesse May, where did you move?" <laughs> and I was like, "That says Doherty. It's the mayor. It's one word. You're reading it wrong. Don't be rude to these people. No one's dying." She's like, "I think we need to move." I was like, "You know, make some more money." Help me pay my rent, and I won't have to live in this hard-ass neighborhood where people ask me when I'm jogging if I'm running away from people. I'm exercising. No, you're not, Snow Bunny. You're running away from the black boys. Does she call you Snow Bunny? Snow Bunny. I'd go jogging in Bed-Stuy. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. No, I sensed quite the accent on your mom. Where are you originally from? Syracuse. Syracuse. That's what we sound like in Syracuse. It's a very nasal. Yeah. It sounds almost like almost a little bit minnesota yeah it's very midwest-ish yeah there's like a midwest canadian is syracuse north texas syracuse is in new york never mind whoops (laughs) yikes now is kansas city near panama wait is there a syracuse in texas though maybe Man, I don't I mess feel with Texas. So dumb right now. If there's don't, not a Syracuse in Texas, how are you how are you supposed to know everywhere that's everywhere? I mean, come on, you're a little hard on yourself right now, Jeremiah. I mean, I just you know I try to be as factual as possible. I know. I, I really I took that that half court shot and uh, you're fine and whiffed it. You tried though. I did. You tried. You're gonna so look real good tonight. We're Syracuse. gonna go out. <laughs> we're gonna look our best. We're gonna look our. Best. We're gonna be someone to the nines. We're gonna be somebody <laughs> to the <tonight>. nines. <laughs> I wonder what that. I wonder what that saying comes from to the nines to the nines do you know the origin of that mm. i always love to know the origin of weird little let me uh let me check uh we have a a resident fact checker we need a fact checker uh, to check i think to he's the actually nines. calling in is right he now. yeah oh, okay uh hello is this our resident fact checker that we have yeah it's uh yeah it's walt walt uh thank you so much for calling in now we were just talking jesse may and i were talking to the nines uh where does that come from uh actually actually i'm glad you asked this it's one of my favorite things to talk about because i'm a big golfer it has to do with uh, you, you, know, you you play golf or are you a fan of like the gulf of mexico oh no i don't I, i'm like I'm, a golfer or a golfer i'm a go- i like golf i don't play it i just like to watch it i don't oh. have the hip swing for it oh okay well yeah i gotta have a nice hip swing and i just don't have that and okay well that's the first fact that i didn't know about yeah if your hip your hip joints have to be loose the to flexor get the, yeah the flexor uh-huh Oh, well, so you were calling about to the nines, that expression. Where? What's the origin of that? Is What country does that come from? Well, it comes from America. Okay. I'm an American. I'm real proud of it. Right. So it comes from America and it has to do with golfing. Okay. The nine holes. Oh, yeah. like you're going to play to the ninth hole. Yeah, like you're a winner. You're a champion. You're gonna play to the nine holes. So We're you're gonna, gonna dress to the nines. You're gonna dress to the nines. Like I'll see you there I'll at, see the, you ninth at the, end of the ninth hole. I'll see you at the ninth hole because uh-huh. I'm a goddamn champion and I'm gonna win it. 
Well, that is actually way more than I thought you were going to come up with. Uh, but you are the resident Sorry, fact I just checker. Choked on a pine nut. <laughs> a pine nut. I have a really aggressive pine nut allergy. Really? Yeah, but I'm a champion, so I like to push it to the edge. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of wimps out there with peanut allergies, but yeah. you have a pine nut <laughs> allergy. What a plain nut! Get a more exotic nut, you loser. Uh, okay, we just lost uh, Walt. I don't know uh, wow. what, what happened Walt to him. Walt seemed aggressive. But to the not, I mean, that was a pretty good uh, explanation, I think, of... I think it was all bullshit, but we'll you see. You think so? I mean, come on, to the nines. Maybe we'll check in with we'll Walt have to, later. We'll, we'll have to know. check him later, but yeah. yeah, it seemed pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. Yeah. So, Walt seemed like he needed a nap. If, <laughs> <laughs> he was a little... He was a little... Oh. <laughs> he was a little... He was a little, little sleepy. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited for um, a brand new segment. You're the first person I'm so excited that for I get this to segment. do this. I've with. been smelling this segment. Mm-hmm. This new segment is called Pizza Party. Pizza Party. Yes. So okay. what do we do? So um, let's set down our mics for a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna serve you up uh, a slice of Joe's pizza. Oh. Humble, humble promo. Here we go. I'm excited. I get a paper towel? Yeah. It's a huge pizza, Jeremiah. It's pretty big. And then just... Yeah, know. I mean, just like get in there. Yeah. And then, then we're talking to, the, talking to these guys yeah. over here. So we can... Who doesn't love pizza? Right? Oh my goodness. Even like pizza is so good. Warm, cold, piping hot. Or even frozen. Mm, this is really good. Oh, good pizza. Now, coming from New York, do you have a favorite pizza joint there? Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> I wonder if, <laughs> if this is going to drive the podcast listeners crazy, us chewing. No, it's we... fine. You guys deal with it. Pizza's delicious, and don't hate. There's this place called Kete. Really? It's like Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern pizza? I don't even think it's Italian. It's on, um, I think it's on Bleecker in the village. And it's this teeny little narrow restaurant. And they have, it's just flatbread pizza. But it's not your traditional, like, they'll have, like, the red sauce and the cheese. But they also have, like, crazy stuff. You know, they'll throw a fig on that son of a bitch. And you're like, what? Wait, you can do that? You can. But the dough is so good. What's more important to you in a pizza? Does it is it sauce or are you more of a crust or or the cheese? The most important part is that it's loyal to me. Really? All that other stuff can go down the drain. What do you think of Chicago pizza being from New York? Deep dish. That's a lot of dish. How I mean <laughs> Do we need that much? But it's so good. It's like a mattress of pizza. It's so thick. I want to take a nap in deep dish. And then just eat my way out of it. <laughs> that sounds like the best thing ever. Right? It, oh. To wake up in a pizza mattress and then you just eat your way out of bed. Oh my goodness. Or like even a waffle bed. Just basically any great food that you could eat your way out of. How great would it be if your comforter was made out of pancake? All right. You're you're really getting my stomach engines revved right now. Your stomach <laughs> This is what happens when you have a stoner on your podcast. Mm-hmm. We just start talking just about... Just the best ideas in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love pizza. You know, pizza reminds me of 
like when I was a little girl and we would go roller skating at the roller rink and there's always like a pizza party going on there. Pizza parties are just, I, I feel like you just associate good memories yeah. with pizza parties, you know? Mm-hmm. A break at work, somebody's birthday, hungover at 3 a.m. Whenever they're surprised too, because I didn't tell you that I was going to have pizza. No, and you didn't tell me it was going to be Joe's Pizza. Joe's. Dot IT. What kind of fucking website is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe they got it back in the day. Is it Dot Italy? Dot It, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I guess Dot. Yeah, who knows? Have you ever heard of a Dot It? I don't think so. Maybe they just went for it, you know? They want to be unique. That's real bizarre. Save on some ink. One letter per box. Yeah, Ends up saving yeah. you save, savings thousands a year. You, you're not... A boozer, are you? Mm-mm. As you, sh- as you're, sh- you're really maximizing your your chew breaks. Anybody that follows me on social media or whatever, they know how much I love pizza, and I'm wolfing down. You're wolfing the it. slice in front of Jesse May right now. So you don't, because when I think of pizza, also, I think of the greatest food to eat when you're drunk, and food to eat when you're hungover. Mm. It's a great hangover food. Well, it kind of soaks everything up. Is you know, what I've heard, you know. <laughs> so, have you never drank? I've never drank before. Wow. Yeah. Your liver is probably, like, pristine. I mean, it's so clean. Like, uh, sometimes um, I go to the Art Institute and I model my <laughs> liver. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. just draw a smooth circle. They just draw, ooh, that's so smooth. That's amazing. No no drugs. No. Uh-uh. There's a little hesitation there. Was there something that you want to talk about? No, it's just funny. This uh, podcast is sponsored by Speedweed, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> shout so, out to Gino. I, so I can shout, I love Gino. Um, so uh, you know, I consider myself a uh, a marijuana ally, um, <laughs> like an advocate, but not a yeah. I'm not a user, but like I'm definitely like an advocate. I I honestly I think that uh, marijuana should have been legal forever ago and it should have been i think the 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 laws on drinking should be way harsher than Hell yeah. than marijuana mm-hmm. like if you're like if you're driving if you're super high you're not going to get in a like a horrible That's, has accident it, has that, that doesn't happen it doesn't happen you're going way too slow you're going 5 miles an hour right but it but a DUI when it, with drinking it's like you know it's killed so many thousands of people yeah. so i mean that that's where i stand on it it's like, I think the statistics are like somewhere close to like 50,000 people a year mm-hmm. die while drinking and driving. Yeah. And then the amount of people who go to jail for that. So, yeah. I, I enjoy the marijuana. I know you do. <laughs> I see you posting about it. <laughs> and I actually have, I have some weed here for you, actually. What? Yeah. That didn't even sound like me. <laughs> what? Girl, are you serious? What I found about about whenever you give people weed, it's the most genuine, one of the best reactions that you'll ever get from people. If you give somebody marijuana, it is they literally look at you they like up. you're some kind of mm-hmm. like angel uh-huh like you have been like transcended from heaven you are an angel <laughs> like you look like an angel <laughs> like if if you sprouted wings and flew the fuck out of here i would just grab another slice yeah mm-hmm. 
I think we're getting a caller right now. Are we? Hello. Hello, caller. Who's this? Hello. It's me, the weed angel. (laughs) The what? It's me, the weed angel. Uh, what, why are you, why are you calling? I've got weed for Jessie Mae. Oh, shit. Jessie Mae, you know when sometimes you lose a little bit of weed and you can't find it for the longest time? It's the worst. But then, all of a sudden, you put on that hoodie (laughs) and you find it in that pocket that you forgot was there. That's the best. That's me, um, Jessie Mae. That I am the person who put that there for you. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time. Yes. Do you have any questions for me? I must go. I have so many other stoner homes to visit. <laughs> I do have one question. Yes. I have two pockets. Can you just stick some weed in there? I will. Like just any time. And I just want to put my hands in there and find him and I'll think of you. Before you leave Jeremiah's household, <laughs> you will have weed in your pocket. And that is a promise from the weed angel. Okay. I don't know. It was weird because they were calling in, but it sounded like he flew away from his phone. No, he did. He flew away from the phone. Backwards. Backwards. Yeah. The phone's not even, it's still there. He, he hasn't even hung up yet. He just put it down and flew away from it. Well, he is a weed angel, so he's probably just like hanging out. He's probably just like stoned. And yeah, he's probably stoned. He's probably just flying around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Is that your superpower? Flying? I know it's like so generic, but... Mm, I think, honestly, well... Invisible? Mine would probably be teleportation. Teleportation? Where the fuck would you go? Anywhere and everywhere I wanted to. But I would get option paralysis. There's too many choices. Well, I... Mm. Gotta pick an era. And then a place in that era. Dinosaurs? Well, that's... Uh, teleport... Time, that's more time travel, I think. Mm. Where that would be an interesting superpower to have time travel. But You're just saying like going from here to like sunset. Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Like, yeah, and popping up. Being yeah. able to like go wherever. I think that would be amazing. What if every time you did it, it made you... 10 minutes older. That'd be horrible. Uh-huh. You'd have to use it, it very... It wouldn't be worth it. You'd no. have to use it very sparingly. Yeah, very sparingly. We're talking family visits. <laughs> Possibly, depending on how good the, my other flights of the year are to different comedy right, places. Right. Whatever the, stop, layover, oh, the layover is. I'd stop flying Spirit, I'll tell you that much. Fuck Spirit. Oh my You know what? Goodness. Fuck Spirit. They're the worst airline ever. They're 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 like, oh, we don't charge any fees. You charge fees and your planes are Out the shit. But you're always late. Always. They canceled on <clears throat> Christmas Eve for me one year. They did? Oh yeah. I said I had to spend another eight hours at the airport oh, in LAX. Man. Yeah. And that's the worst when you're just in LAX. The worst. But I just hung out and I, I met another uh, person who's like in the comedy scene that, that happened to be there and we just had lunch and talked for like <laughs> hours and I was like well uh, I have a good place yeah Merry Christmas do you know what one of the best things about the airport is that you probably well you don't partake in mm. you can drink any hour of the day and there's no judgment 
There's absolutely no judgment. There's no qualms. There's no stigma about having a martini at 9.36 a.m. No. Because it's it's the airport. Yeah. And people, Time doesn't exist the same way. People also know that you need to relax before you go somewhere. Yeah. I need my, pre, my pre-flight martini. Totally. And then I need my during-flight martini. And then obviously a post-flight margarita. How the hell am I going to get off the plane? Do you do edibles ever before you fly? I don't really enjoy edibles at all because I feel like the earth bend under my feet. Oh, you get like too loopy on them. Too paranoid. Yeah. And it's if I can microdose, if I do like a smaller dose, it's it's okay. Yeah. But I prefer just old school joints. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So um, that concludes. We finished our slice of pizza. We did. Uh, and that was Joe's killed it. Yeah, Joe's killed it because it's cold and it's still delicious. It's like perfect. Yeah. Like perfect, like room temp cold. It's room temp cold. Yeah. They should serve it like that. Yeah. They should have that op- option for drunks. So good. Pizza, 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 pizza. This has been the pizza party. Now I got my pizza lean on. Oh, no. I got my pizza swerve on. I got my pizza lean on. Got my pizza lean on. Got my pizza swerve on. Got my pizza cush on. Got my pizza dry on. Hmm. Man, I feel really good now. Yeah, my my uh, chicken nausea has gone away. Is Joe's it? Pizza cures nausea. Wow, I think I'm gonna have to cover. They should it. put that on their box. <laughs> it cures Jesse May's chicken nausea. Yeah, and they'll be like, "Who's what?" They're like, "How? Who exactly?" They printed that on the box. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, for my listeners who um don't know uh much about you like stand-up wise i want to get into that like how sure. you got your start and stuff like that because you you uh were born and raised in syracuse, syracuse new yep. york not, that's right not, not texas not texas or italy there's a syracuse in italy <laughs> not there <laughs> not there no uh and you started comedy out in new york i started comedy actually in boston oh really i was just in boston uh last weekend and i really like it was my first time being like in the scene of uh i did uh the show at the hideout and uh the show at uh great scott oh great um, scott oh yeah. man yeah yeah and i felt like i met a bunch of the boston comics that were there and i really liked the vibe and how nice everybody was yeah yeah they're pretty it's a it's a community there yeah for sure i started in boston um i was working in downtown crossing at h&m as a stock girl oh yeah and just talking shit did you learn how to fold all those? I fold children's socks like my life depended on it. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And somebody was like, you're funny. You should try comedy. And I was like, all right. And I did improv for three years in Boston. Really? What uh, <clears throat> what uh, theater was it called? Well, there was Improv Boston. Mm-hmm. There was um, Improv Asylum. And then there was a third group that I was a part of called The Tribe. And that was, so there was us three, those three improv groups. And we did musical improv. Heck, I love musical. Improv. I always grab the finger symbols. They were they were so fun. I just love these teeny. I still have them. Teeny little finger symbols that are just so pointless. <laughs> just the noise that comes from you really have to like get going to have a good sound. It's just the effort. It's just such a it's such a difficult instrument. I could never master it. I just would be like ting ting, and that's it. <laughs> Oh, yep. I, the snort the is snort. real. The snort's real. The snort is real. Yeah, then I just moved to the snort. I'm like, I don't need an instrument. I have my own. You have, yeah, you got a schnoz right there. I have there. a built-in snort machine. The snort machine. Yeah. 
you that makes sense to me that you have that you started with a background in improv because every time we hang out or every time I see you, you're very willing to just go for the joke or <laughs> go for the bit. So you're super fun to riff with and hang out with because it's like, oh, anything who knows? Anything can go. <laughs> like anything. Oh, we're doing like a bit. All right, great. Yeah. Well, you're always very positive too, so it's it makes yeah. it easy. I try to be. It's not like everybody in the comedy community is just wants to have fun. Not a lot of people at all. sit in the corner and You'd wallow. You'd be kind of surprised. At, I I think I was surprised. Like um, like whenever you start working the clubs more, mm-hmm. like who is like willing to hang out and like even like joke around before they go up and then other people who do not want to talk to you at all they do not want anything going on around them i always let people collect their thoughts at least like five minutes or so before but like i usually there's been a lot of times where i'm doing bits like literally while i'm walking towards the stage i'm like "Eh, it doesn't matter to me right yeah it's interesting to see everybody's process it's also different yeah and you know i get it all because some days i'm like very rarely but i'm just like i don't want anyone to talk to me I want to focus, but the days that I do the best are when I'm like that, where I'm walking up to stage having fun. Yeah, whenever you're just like loose and, and you're like, you don't care. You're yeah. just like, I'm going to do what makes me smile and yeah. laugh. Yeah. And hopefully it <laughs> permeates through the room. Through the whole room. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first thing? <clears throat> like, when did you move to Los Angeles? How long have you been out here? I've been out here for four years. I, mo- I went from. Bo- uh, Syracuse to Boston, mm-hmm. and I was uh, went to New York. I was in Boston for almost four years. Then I moved to New York City. I was in New York City for almost ten, uh, just you know, working as a bartender and running shows and barking and doing all that fun stuff that comics do there, running around the city and getting up as much as I could. And then I came out to L.A. after I left the second season of Girl Code, uh, like four. This is my fourth year. So you started doing Girl Code in New York. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Was that the first thing that you're like, like, like you're like, okay, this is, this is going to help give me kind of a boost. Yeah. I had done a ton of stuff up to that. I was on Tyra Banks show as guest on the side, which basically was just a clown to make the show funny. Um, and I did true TV. I did a lot of weird shit with true TV. I did some other stuff with MTV. Um, I had done a lot of random shit, but girl code was the first like successful in the sense of you know social media sort of being a driving force of that of right. the success of that show you know because my numbers i had like i don't know fifteen thousand followers when i got the show and then overnight it just tripled and then it just kept growing and growing and growing and growing so wow. it definitely it was right place right time as far as that show was concerned because they were just in the zeitgeist of that you know group of girls that wanted a show and that were very active on social media do you have a favorite girl code moment or like a weird question or interview segment that you had to do that really sticks with you (laughs) i had to do we did this thing called girl code tries and um it just was new stuff you just try new stuff and so i brought my dog in and i had a pet psychic read read his energy and she goes so she's you know reading my dog's energy and she's like whispering in its ear did you ever see insidious yeah do you remember when um the woman who comes in to help whisper she puts on the mask and she's like right that's what this lady was doing in my dog's ear she's insidiousing your dog she was insidiousing his ear canal and she's like well your dog says you're kind of slutty and i was like whoa uh pardon me 
how did you get so good at reading dogs? <laughs> I just was like, and she's like, yeah. And he says you come home smelling like bourbon. I was like, first of all, I drink tequila. This dog's nose is way off. Okay, so don't even try. Okay. So don't even try and say I smell like bourbon. Get the liquor right first. Secondly, rude. It just, it was so funny. Just this lady was serious. Like she thought she could read dogs. Wow. Minds and talk to them like on a level where they're like, yo, my mom's a slut. That's a pretty harsh word to uh, tell a stranger too. From a dog? From a dog? I mean, you lick your nuts all day, dude. And I pick up your poop. You get My dog's in a You gonna that. call me a slut? You gonna call me a slut? I mean, come on. Come on now. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, we got to do a lot of fun stuff with that show. Uh, we also got to do this demolition shoot where we went into this uh, place of business that was already going to get demolished. And they gave all the girls various tools to just tear shit up. Have you ever done anything like that? Like construction? No, but I'm it's sure it's pretty so freeing, right? Fun I bet. to just bust out a wall, oh. like to just take a hammer and bust this wall out. I'm not saying we should do it, but it would feel really good. I have this dream for this uh, this sketch that I want to do, where I destroy a set while uh, Andrew WK's Party Hard plays, and I just completely that sounds great demolish you should do that a set everything I, I, needs to get demolished some there's some place it needs to get demolished you just have to find it and tape there yeah totally i want to do that you'll be so free afterwards <gasps> you're oh. gonna be like this is the life i want to like run through the walls i want to yeah like run everything. through and give it a side shoulder and oh, just yeah. break through yeah it's amazing bust through coffee tables yeah yeah bust down those walls yeah chainsaw couches oh yeah i mean come on <laughs> come on now you're just flirting right <laughs> chainsaw couches chainsaw couches <laughs> i saw them at coachella <laughs> <laughs> have you seen chainsaw couches they're everything wow i can't stand girls that talk like that i think we're actually getting a phone call right now Are i we? think it's one of your fans from girl code let me see uh if she's on the line hello uh caller who uh who is this Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm listening. Sally, the reception's like spotty. These people need to put up another tower. Like, how rude! How am I supposed to be able to call if you can't hear me? Uh, I can totally hear you. What? What's your name? Stasia. Stasia? Is that short for pistachia? No, it's Stasia. Stasia. Yeah, it's Lithuanian. Have some respect. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm not Lithuanian, but my mother like really wanted to go there, so and she never got to go there because she's from Wichita. But anyway, so she named me Stasia to like just commemorate her hopes and dreams that were shattered because she was just not capable of traveling. Because she had you? No, she was paraplegic. Oh, <laughs> I did not not see that. Okay, she couldn't travel due to uh, like a physical yeah. thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, that really jolted me there for a second. I mean, she was jolted too, but like she got around quick because her wheelchair was, we always <laughs> kept it greased up. <laughs> oh, you, always, <laughs> you always kept the wheelchair greased up? Yeah, it's important to like, if you're wheeling around and you have to get places, you better grease that baby up. Okay, uh, this because is... Because otherwise the gears get stuck, and I mean, how the fuck am I going to get my caramel macchiato? We have another caller who is calling in um, that I think that wants to talk to Stasia. Uh, 
I rarely take two calls at the same time, but it's the caller ID is showing that it's Feminist Stacy, one of one of the people who call in a lot. Hello, is this Feminist Stacy? Um, wow. I just want to talk to Stasia for a second. Are you there? It's Stasia. Yeah, Stasia. Yes. Yeah. I just want to say how you represent women is horrible. Oh, is it? Maybe how you represent speaking is worse. Okay. I would say that if you don't have a bright thing to say as a woman, you need to keep your mouth shut. Did you even march, Stasia? Um, it's almost March, so I'm going to be marching all of March. What you are you going to do? You make me want to vomit. You don't even know what a women's march is, Stasia. I mean, I march every day because I look so cute in pumps, and that's how I walk. You are despicable to all women, especially feminists around the country. I love that Justin Bieber song. <sighs> Despacito? Is that what you said? No, I did not say Despacito. Oh, this woman is dr- You know what? That's a great movie, though. Oh, Despicable Me. I love that movie. This girl is driving. I have to go. Feminist Stacy, out. Oh. Okay, Stasia, I'm still with you. Uh, you she really is. pissed off one of our longtime listeners, Feminist Stacy. I, I, don't, I don't think that you ladies see eye to eye on women's rights necessarily, because she was saying that you need to shut up, basically, because you're a bad representation of women. Yeah, and we don't see eye to eye because I'm 5'8", and she sounds really short. <laughs> um, I actually don't know how tall uh, Feminist Stacey I think she's a large woman though I think she's like 6 foot 3 Large and low Okay Large and low Okay we have uh, Feminist Stacy's calling back in Oh god Oh wow You're really gonna talk to about me Behind my back right now Stasia Is that even really a real name? Uh, yeah and it's a place Like are you even really real yourself? I'm pretty well read If you didn't know that about me Are you pretty well read? Well I read People Magazine every day Oh, this girl is the worst. Listen, Stasia, I got a thing or two to tell you. You need to start going to some conventions, you need to start going to some marches, and you need to start volunteering around your community so you can make a footprint that's worthwhile on this earth rather than a carbon footprint, you dumb idiot. At least my footprint isn't a hoof. <sighs> I am seething right now. I You're can, what? I'm seething you with anger. You say a lot of real, really weird words. You oh, should probably learn some like more regular ones. Sorry, my vocabulary is not that of a bottom bitch. You're what? I said, sorry, my vocabulary is not that of a bottom bitch, Stasia. That's what you are. Just a commoner. You know what I'm going to get you, what? feminist Stacey? What, Stasia? I'm going to get you a manicure coupon to get your hoof sanded down because it sounds like you need a little bit of a break like a pamper me day gosh this girl is not getting it through her thick dumb noggin feminine stacy out wow she's aggressive that's like Sorry me before i get a cocktail about that staja uh you two could not be more opposite i mean she just needs like a martini and like a mani petty day for her hooves oh Wow, Real aggressive. That's yeah. your friend? God, you need to like... She's a longtime listener of the show, uh, supporter of the show. You Jeepers. Know? <laughs> Jeepers it, it <laughs> is right. Uh, I didn't. I forgot to ask Feminist Stacy if she was a fan of Girl Code, but I'm guessing not. I don't think she's a fan of Girl Code at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, hey, uh, Stasia. I'm going to go because I think my caramel macchiato is ready and I can hear my mom wheeling around the corner. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
Wow, some of the 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 callers that we are getting today are pretty colorful people. You've got weird people that. Well, there you know, there's some kind of out there listeners who like this show. I mean, those two put them in a match, put them in a cage. I'll pay a pretty ticket for that. I like to see them claw at each other. Those two chickens. I could probably listen or watch that for hours. Yeah, that needs to be animated. Those two. Oh, definitely. Just to see what they look like. I mean, that would be very visually stimulating. Well, I know what feminist Stacy looks like, and she is. Uh, she is. She's. She's hard to look at. Handsome she, woman. She's a very handsome woman. She <laughs> has like pink hair and Whoa. sometimes facial stubble. I mean. But you Who know doesn't? she's a feminist, so she doesn't care about that. No, you know, she's that busy physical with stuff. vocabulary words. Yeah, Stashi has to worry about contour. It's a very different life. <laughs> Obvi. Obvi. Let's get into this next segment called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. Now I reached out to the Twitterverse and Instagram and asked people if they could ask you any question. What would they ask Jesse May Pelusa? I love answering questions. So this is from. <laughs> from Twitter at Lil Birth Control. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, just a little bit. That's all. It's just a little you don't bit. Need a lot, just a little. Can anyone become a good person? Yeah, absolutely. But mm, there's potential to become a good person, but a lot of your uh, character is created by rearing your 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 parents. So if you have shitty parents, you're probably going to become a shitty person, in my opinion. Yeah, you have a big head start, I feel like, if you are if you were brought up by good people. Yeah, if you're brought up by people where morals and ethics play a role in their, you know, implementation of parenting and how they want to, you know, teach you things. Yeah. I was lucky to have parents who always taught me to treat everybody the same and to be cordial and respectful and pleasant and not just like pleasant, like fake pleasant, but just to genuinely want to bring joy to people. Yeah. You know, but so the answer is no. <laughs> so you have to, so you have to, it's kind of an environment thing. I think, you know, yeah, that's a tough one. It's like nature versus nurture. Yeah. You can, I think if you have self-awareness, you can change anything, but there's others that percentage of people who are just lost. They're lost. They can't get it. They can't get it right. I mean, look at all the the people that are shooting up schools. You think they're going to be able to become good people? Yeah. It's going to take a lot more. They were obviously neglected, left behind, and unloved because they felt they had to do that shit. So that's a tricky question. It is a tricky question. Did I get too real for you? No, and it made me think. I just... What's the question again? (laughs) Can anyone become a good person? No. Interesting. I'm going to say no. Okay. No, you can go I'm with standing that. by it. All right, stand by it. This next question <laughs> is from Instagram at Zalex Steradox. Zaddy. Uh, yo, girl. Hey, boo. What's your favorite hotel? That's weird. Right? <laughs> this is a real question. Whenever, uh, whenever I saw that, I was like, this is the question that you want to ask Jesse May? Uh, I mean, I'll ask it, but. What's my favorite hotel? Do you have a favorite hotel? We got to break it down by chains first of all okay. because you got your like you know your econologists which i won't step foot in i'm sorry i'm not about that gang gang life anymore gang 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 
Um, I'm a little more bougie. I'm in like a Hampton in life right now. Wow. <laughs> no, free breakfast, oh, free Wi Fi, okay. free parking. <laughs> boop, boop. Um, she liked that complimentary breakfast. I like the amenities that make it so I don't gotta go into my wallet and grab a credit card. <laughs> Listen, real quick. <laughs> I don't want to grow I want all the amenities. Yeah, I want free breakfast. I want free parking. I get mad when there's not a complimentary breakfast now. Yo, can I get a fucking bowl of oatmeal? Can I get a bagel? Can I get a fruit slice? Can I get an apple? Yo, is it too much to ask for a glass of juice? Could I get some milk in my going? Is it possible I could get some water? Could I get one ice cube? <laughs> Could I get one ice cube, please? Y'all got a sugar packet. My throat is so dry right now. Can I get a night-night mask? Can I get a night-night mask? I just, you know, amenities, you know. I love amenities. There's so many nice hotels across this country. I would have to say my favorite hotel would be Kipton. Kipton. Kipton Hotels. And I'm going to try and get them to sponsor my podcast. Okay, do it, girl. Do it. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's Pizza and Kipton. Joe's Pizza and Kipton. All right. This is a great question. Okay. From Instagram. I am Amanda Brown. What is the ugliest thing that you own but can never get rid of? My personality. <laughs> <laughs> Great personality. That was, that was just right there. Just um, shooting right from the hip. The ugliest thing I own and I can't get rid of is this jacket I bought on a trip when I was driving with my ex crazy borderline uh, personality disorder boyfriend. And uh, we were going to visit um, somebody who was going to help him with all of his stuff. And we stopped at this gas station in the middle of like South Carolina. And it was just such a miserable trip because he was so much to deal with and i was like i'm gonna buy something for me i deserve it i've been putting up with a lot of shit so i'm gonna go in this gas station i'm gonna get me something fancy and it and so i seen something it was looking at me from across the room i feel like this is your alter ego whenever you are making any purchases (laughs) listen up okay so something was calling out to me okay (laughs) You know what? <laughs> it's honestly been my alter ego since I was in high school. It's so funny. You better put this shit on your credit card, okay? I'm going to put this shit on my credit card. Um, hey, can you put this on layaway real quick? Listen, you go layaway or go put my credit card. <laughs> I saw this jacket from outside, from through a window. On the, like, they were pumping gas, and I saw the jacket from the outside of the of the gas station. I was like, G-g-g-g-g-g. need to put it in my closet. And... <laughs> I opened the door and on the wall with a bunch of other jackets with similar design was this bright cobalt blue zip up. Hold your horses. Don't get excited. Um, (laughs) Horse design jacket with pockets and a collar. Who's coming to town? I think Jesse Mepalooza was. You bet your way she ain't coming to town. Girl, is that a, a horse coat you're wearing? It's right a now? fleece horse coat. It's zip up. It's got pockets. It's fully hundred percent flurs. Flurs. That's hundred percent flurs. Are you have you never worn flurs before? 
Tommy Sorsley. It's one of my favorite jackets. It's so ridiculous. It doesn't fit right. Um, but it's how often do you break this this bad boy out? Not special occasions. Just super special. Have you ever worn it to like a red carpet event? I'm wearing. I'm waiting to wear it to a red fleece carpet event. So at least it's like, you know, at least it's fleece. Yeah, at least. I I've it's a travel jacket. Okay. Yeah, it's good because it's big. Yeah. And you know, it's a showstopper. So it's like showstopper, pop locker. Yeah, you can't wear it where there's a lot of people. Panty dropper. Yeah, there's yeah. gonna be panties dropping. People are gonna be asking questions. Do you know those horses? Those horses look real. Are they from real horses? Are those horses you grew up with? <laughs> did you raise the horses and then cut the hair and then put it on the jacket? Yeah. Which one did you do? What are the name of the horses? How does the fleece make you feel? What do you put in the pockets? Does the collar make you feel safe? There's a lot happening. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So that's yeah. my favorite thing. That's amazing. Uh, it's also on Instagram. There's a video of it. I have to look that up. From Instagram, at Weiler Tenzel, how much weed do you smoke a week in weight? About 37 perms. <laughs> <laughs> in weight? I don't know, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm not breaking bad. That's not a straight up like... That's not a That's okay. That's not a straight up like Medea. A 37 perms. <laughs> 37 perms. 37 perms. Uh, in weight, I don't know. I mean, like grams, I guess. Okay, I probably smoke. Or if you like an eighth, or you know, I probably smoke a handful of weed a week. Okay, a child's fist. <laughs> that's my. That's the name of my DVD. Ch- a child's fist. That's gonna be my special title. A toddler's fist. Jesse May Peluso streaming Just... now on CISO. But didn't CISO go under? Yes, it's streaming on CISO. <laughs> <laughs> A journey into her childhood. A journey into the childhood of Jessie Mae Peluso. <laughs> a child's fist. <laughs> it's just enough. Just enough. All right, that makes sense. These uh, are funny questions. Right? This one's great. This is probably my favorite. At oh, God. Vpont5 V-Pont. from Twitter. What's one celebrity, dead or alive, that you would get high with? That's a good one. Isn't that a really good one? Now, does it have to be somebody who smokes weed or it could be anybody? Does it have to be a celebrity who's a weed connoisseur? Hmm. Because then, you know, that limits it. Or no, is it... it can be anybody. Because I, kn- I know that you have a huge John Stamos obsession. I'm over him. Oh. He asked some woman, woman, a girl to marry him mm-hmm. in Disney World. Okay. Ugh. Just like every girl's dream yeah. ever. Yeah. And guess what? It wasn't you. It wasn't me. And guess what else is as well? What? She was preggers already when he asked her to marry him. So you think that was motive behind the reason why he questioned and popped that? (laughs) So now he's about to have some other floozies child. (laughs) Not Jesse Mays. And that just really pisses us off. And this motherfucker was like, Um, uh, Not John Stamos. I'm over him. I could get high with anybody. Wow! I think. Oh, this is this I, is a, this is a treat. But somebody's calling in right now. I think oh, it's John Stamos. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If every word I say, <laughs> don't forever. I'm sorry, John. Did you just have a mini oh, stroke or? If every word I say. <laughs> London housing hurts forever. Forever. I spent forever loving you. 
I think you got like three of the words right. Are you okay? Or are you? Yes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a stroke right now. But I want to say that I should have married you. <laughs> if every word I say. Okay, we just lost John Stamos. We lost him to a Stamos stroke. <laughs> oh, I can't believe. He has those every once in a while. He does. I mean, as you do. As you do. When you Whenever have hair Uncle that Jesse, good. Come on, strokes hey, come up. So I, I saw him. Um, so he's buddies with Jeff Ross and uh, humble brag. You told know, me the story. I know. I have to say it on you this podcast to. though because it, it, I he so we were at Jeff's place and it was one night where Jeff literally only had like a few people over, but the people that he invited were like they were heavy hitters yeah. if you want to call them that <laughs> yeah. in the industry. It was like Chappelle, John Stamos, and. Um, and also, uh, John. Um, if you say John, Mayer. Uh, if, I was gonna say if you said John Ham, I was gonna kick the pizza box over, take the weed, and leave. He was also there as well. You're joking? No, no. He 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 was. I like three Johns were there. John, John Ham was there. John Ham, John Stamos, and John Mayer. Have you not been to one of Jeff's parties when John yes. Ham is there? No. Oh, John Ham so comes you, over. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's friends. He's buddies with Jeff. Son of a yeah. So John Stamos walked in. The first thing I think I think. So I had to. It was one of the only times I've had to chill my wife out a little bit <laughs> because you know what's funny. The only other the only time where she like fanned out, and this says a lot to like what she's attracted to. I had to like pull her away from Will Forte at one of the goddamn comedy Will jams. Forte! And she like she's met and talked to John Mayer like a thousand times now. <laughs> never like fan girls out it doesn't phase her at all will forte though she melted like butter in front of him like she she just like i she wouldn't shut up i'd like pull her right like okay that must have made you feel good though yeah no totally she's going for you know she's going for funny men not that john mayer's not talented so uh she's she just had to like take a breath like i need to not look over there right now because this is just too weird just because you know we grew up watching him on a full house and stuff like like we all did but his hair is so ridiculously it's still perfect. So good. So, and that's really the reason why I wanted to bring up this story is I saw him. That was the thing that stood out to me. There, I was like, his hair is still freaking perfect. Yeah. How is it so? Good? And you didn't even think to send me a photo. I, I mean, it was one of those things where I was on the other side of the room. I would have had to walk over or run over to like be like, hey, I'm Jeremiah. I was like, eh, it'll happen Son organically. Of a- I bet you he smells like sandalwood and procreation. I think <laughs> I think he smells like he smells like cinnamon and I was thinking cinnamon too. And taint, fresh taint. Those are two contrasting smells, but I know, but like a fresh taint. I think tarmac. maybe like cinnamon and like like a, a memorable leather couch. Um, a, le- a memorable <laughs> so taint. So taint. Yeah, exactly. Exact same exactly. thing. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> So uh, I have to answer the question. So you have to answer the question of who would you smoke with? Any celebrity dead or alive? I'm going to have to say I would like to smoke with dead or alive just because of the trip factor and how much fun it would be. Gene Wilder. Whoa. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great answer. Yeah. Gene Wilder's what one if, of my favorites. What if, what if he took you on the set of Willy Wonka? I would smoke? probably shart. I would shart chocolate. 
I would fill up the river with my chocolate shark. And then you'd be floating in your chocolate shark river. I mean, full circle. Yeah. Hello. Full circle from the first time you chocolate sharded. That's right. Right? Just going right back into where we came. Yeah. Just full circle. Some real Joseph Campbell shit. Gene Wilder. That's a great one. Yeah, he's, he's OG. Oh, he's one of my favorites. He's so great. Yeah. The one of the 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 nicest um compliments that I've gotten from a uh another comic. I forget who said it, but they they've been watching Jamar and I uh do roast battle for yeah. years and they go, "You guys give me this 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 Richard Pryor Gene Wilder vibe whenever you guys Aww. work together." And I thought that was like the yeah. nicest, coolest thing. Yeah, because like were it's the team. that's yeah, and it's such a specific yeah. thing too. They're like, your guys' chemistry is really cool. Like I haven't seen that like since those guys. I was like, oh well, that's way too nice. But thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. You got to remember who said that. I know. Yeah. Um, this is from at Super Meowie, uh, which <laughs> I uh, on Instagram, which I uh, uh, she's uh no this person she is uh she does press in austin and she's very good and i love this question okay she asked how do you approach the female comic label as a label that is somehow different from comic does it motivate you piss you off or neither i don't uh i don't uh utilize it really i don't like call myself a female comic i don't i don't i've never had it be something that's been a handicap for yeah. me you know i think i think the moment you give something power to be a roadblock it will be or the the opposite is probably true as well i've just tried to be funny i've just tried to be like you know bring my ideas and my you know thoughts and whatever i feel to the stage and hopefully that transpires and that transcends any label yeah. You know, um, I think we get bogged down by titles and it, it limits our brain to be able to enjoy the full spectrum of what we're witnessing when you go female comic or black comic or lesbian. But also it makes connections for people who maybe aren't as open as others who can sort of view it from that perspective of not having to adhere to a label. Maybe people need labels to in order in order to have some sort of connection or you know association but right i've never i've never uh, so it sounds like you you use it if if it i if it identifies with people as something positive and you just go about just being a comic yeah otherwise it's just yeah. like i'm a comic i'm gonna do what i think is funny and i'm gonna bring laughter to people and not really even think about that if you want to think about it fine whatever right yeah and it's also like i don't go up there being like oh i'm a girl i probably shouldn't say it this way or I'm a girl, I should talk about girl stuff. I go up and I talk about what I've experienced and what I feel. And I don't worry about the um, the social norms or being restricted by labels because yeah. it doesn't matter to me. What I really like about whenever I watch you do stand-up on stage is how loose and physical you are because I'm very physical on stage. Yeah, so I always, I always really appreciate whenever I see other people being physical and doing act outs and different things like that. Yeah. And whenever I watch you on stage, what I like, I think what is kind of cool about this is like you saying you're not labeling yourself. I think that every once in a while, certain people on both sides, male and female, they're afraid of not looking cool at any moment. And that's what I love about watching you is you will do an act out 
just like myself that will will commit to it and it doesn't matter if we might look stupid or dumb or weird it's like, or weird or, or like ugly. Or, or ugly that's another thing like there's some comics who never like want to even do hold so their face stoic. a certain way they're yeah. so stoic because they're so afraid of not looking cool or not looking handsome or pretty that they won't really go for it and i see you commit and go for it and go like crazy on stage and i love that thank you i love that too i love that about it's so you fun and comics who go there it's just i've always been attracted to physical comedy yeah like mr bean was my favorite J- jim carrey i love so much oh robin goodness. williams yeah you know even richard pryor in his own right was very physical he was you know he lived he's outside a, of he's that. one of those people who he was very physical but people don't really think of him as that because it was so effortless and he would yep. just do it in his stories yeah so you don't when I feel like sometimes whenever people are physical inside their stories, they for whatever reason they're not associated as like a physical comic, yeah, because they're not doing like bits right. or whatever, right? But like he would do like some act outs that were so like that are the real to his life yep. that were just amazing. Yeah, definitely. Was Jim Carrey one of those guys? Whenever oh my god, <sighs> Jim Carrey was just like. And even now, his the whole spectrum of his career, the full spectrum of his career it's up so to this cool. day, it's so amazing. And even his um, what he stands for now is cool. He's on this like you know like universal. Uh, we're all a part of one um, conscious thing. Like he's on a whole other plane now. I think is cool. I gotta show you this this picture that is it gonna make uh, me lose sleep. No, it's it's uh it's it's awesome. Um I love Jim Carrey. If you love Jim Carrey, I got chills and like I almost like welled up whenever I saw this picture. And he's an amazing artist. That's the other thing I love. His art is is so um eclectic and interesting and I love that he's sort of uh expanded his his talents in 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 where he sort of identifies how he identifies himself as a performer. So um, I'm going to show you the picture and then I'll describe it to the listeners, but I want to get your genuine reaction because I've never seen this. This was uh, Judd Apatow posted this on his Instagram. Oh my God. So it's a picture of Jim Carrey with his arm around Chris Farley. Oh, and, look, there's Apatow in the and background. Apatow is in the background. And I had never seen that picture before, but those guys are two of my idols. Yeah. And, uh, I for whatever reason I never even thought about them knowing each other yeah, or meeting no. because they're just so such both physical comedy powerhouses in their own regard <laughs> that whenever I saw that picture I was like this is one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen probably two of the funniest guys of that era oh dude two that 90s f- area era I was like oh my goodness definitely definitely powerhouses and tommy boy dumb and dumber ace ventura yeah the mask that's all like all that's going that was on. all liar liar our all childhood that, yeah and saturday night live like everything that that um uh oh, farley yeah. was doing on saturday oh night goodness. live and there's look Matt at Foley. them and that's what's crazy about this photo it, what year was this this is so long ago this like is 90 i think this 94 five? or 95 yeah. yeah they had no idea what was what was going to happen? No, they're both like... They're so young. Young guys. Yeah, like they had, you know, in their mind, there's so much ahead of them. And like, you know, it's just interesting to see these two guys that sort of embody very similar um, styles. And one was just, you know, succumb to his demons. And the other one found a way to 
utilize his demons in other areas of his life, like art and being in painting and all of that. That's Use what happens. that as an outlet. Yeah. If you keep your, if you don't expel your demons, they'll find a way to pool and be toxic. Everyone has them. Yeah. Jim Carrey is just somebody I think who has just been very successful at using them as instruments to portals to his other creative abilities. Yeah, it's really cool to see what's going on with his art and his painting. And uh, I had Eric Griffin on this podcast uh, last week, and he uh, he told a few stories of just being around Jim yeah. on, oh, that's on the right. set of I'm Dying Up Here. Mm-hmm. And I got to see uh, Eric uh, do a panel with Jim and some of the other cast members mm-hmm. of I'm Dying Up Here in Montreal. And wow, to see him like speak seriously and then and then flip it in a microsecond, like a millisecond, like to the funniest thing. Jim Carrey? Yeah. Whenever he's he was talking. Yeah. So earnest and so sincere, and he just draws you in, and then a millisecond later, you're dying laughing, and you're just like, it was just like watching a master yeah. control this giant theater. <laughs> yep. Like exactly how he wanted to. Yeah. Like he's like, I'll, I'll be fun. Like I'll... I'll, I'll I'll bring the gym that you want to see, but I'm also going to show you this other side of me that I want to show you. Yep. It's really cool. Yeah, he's dope. I, I've always loved Jim Carrey. This brings us to our last segment, Sax Talk. Oh, Sax Talk. I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone. I'm so scared. Underneath okay, you while you story. play. While, uh, while you... Uh, you retell, recount. It can be the story of how you lost your virginity. It can be a, a, a weird, awkward sexual encounter, a weird sex story. It can be a great sex story, a horrible one. Usually, it's funnier whenever it's like something bad terrible, or weird, or whatever. Usually, but uh, <laughs> you could do one where you're just like, "I was, I was killing it." <laughs> But I was riding and killing it. <laughs> high five it. High five. We was having a good time. Okay. Um. It. This is. I mean, it's kind of a sex story. Um. It, it has to do with a vibrator. If it if there's a story to go along with it, that's perfect. Okay. So this is. I've got a really great vibrator. <laughs> I can be able to get through this. Oh story. yeah, get ready, Jesse May. And this is my last relationship with my ex, who I mentioned before. Uh, it was a very tumultuous relationship. <laughs> sound of tumultuous okay and uh we were having an argument we argued a lot man we argued so so much and it it, he knew where my joy was (laughs) and part of my joy lied lied with that vibrator And this is like, this isn't just like any vibrator. Like, this is like Scandinavian. Like, yeah. Like, really well made. No parts from China. This shit is like manufactured 
by Norwegian trolls in the middle of fjords. So it was a really good vibrator and it was very expensive. And after we were having this argument and he goes and grabs it. And this motherfucker takes my vibrator and throws it into the woods. (laughs) Threw it into the fucking woods. And like, I... I wailed like a woman who lost her child. <laughs> like, like I, I was just, it really, it wasn't the woods. It was just off my patio into the atrium, but it felt emotionally like the woods. Like it was a bush, but still. And the the funny part is this motherfucker turned the vibrator on before he threw it off the patio. <laughs> turned it on and chalked it into the atrium and it's like this all these cement walls and everybody else's apartment windows are facing this courtyard and they're, the vibrator is so loud, the concrete walls are reverberating the sound, and it's like, you could hear it. You could hear it. It was vibrating off the walls. And I was like, I gotta go get it. And he leaves. He's so mad, he leaves. And I was like, bye, bitch. Because in my mind, we're done because you just got rid of my happiness. <laughs> and my happiness wasn't him. It was a vibrator. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go get it. Like, I can't leave it down there. It was expensive. It brings me joy. And I'm going to go get it because I made a commitment to this Scandinavian vibrator that I would take care of it the way it took care of me, you know? <laughs> and so i go down and neighbors start coming out and like the nosy neighbor comes out you know the one in the robe she's got her hair done bitch never goes anywhere always dressed up oh what's going on out here what's that noise get the fuck back inside quit being nosy cheryl Always dress like you got a date. You never leave the goddamn apartment. Go take your rollers out and masturbate with your hands. I gotta go <laughs> save my vibrator. <laughs> and so I go, and it's just like it's a, it's so loud because it was a fresh charge. Like the 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 vibrator was freshly charged, and I could hear it vibrating. And it was on like a remix because it has like eight settings because it's Scandinavian. <laughs> it was on that setting <laughs> it was on and it's like vibrating in the bushes <laughs> and like neighbors are like looking over the patio 
And, you know, people are starting to get nosy. And I was like, I'm just going to have to go get this stupid. I'm not leaving it. I have to go get it. I'm going to crawl into this space where I'm not supposed to be. Like, you're not supposed to be here. But everything I need is in the bush. And I need to get it in my bush. (laughs) And so I grab it. And... I have a couple neighbors that are just looking at me and it, you know that you always think backwards in life, like what you could have said, what you would have said, you know, you always replay arguments, you replay moments, you always have that thing where you're like, oh, I should have said this. And so in my mind, I wanted to be like Jennifer Love Hewitt at the end of I Know What You Did Last Summer. when she's just standing screaming in a circle what are you waiting for what are you waiting for just all my neighbors staring because they were so nosy but instead I just grabbed the vibrator that it was vibrating and it was on and I brought it home with me like a loving mother who just adopted a pet. And we had a great night together, boyfriendless, living our truths. Leaves and dirt and all. That was incredible. <laughs> was it good for you? It was, it was so good for me. <laughs> I think maybe one of the lines for me was um, that got me was uh, uh, I was in the bush, <laughs> the bush on bush wordplay. Yeah, it got me. Do you do this as, as a live show anywhere? I haven't done it live. You yet. need to do this as a live show. <laughs> What's the segment called? Sax talk. Yeah, you need to do this as a live comedy show. Why aren't you doing this as a live comedy show? Dom, uh, I had Dom Herrera on, and he said, he's like, this show needs to be at JFL. Yeah, 100%. He said, this, this podcast needs to be a JFL. 100%. And you just, it would be so fun to do live. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to do in front of a live audience for Hell sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Next time I do a show, just come do it and test it out. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, we'll do it as a segment. We'll yeah. do a sax talk segment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. You know what else you could do is just have audience ask questions. You give advice through you playing the sax. Yeah. Sax advice. Sax advice. You could do so many things with this. So, so many things. I just, this is the only way I want to tell my stories now. Right. Well, it adds a lot. It does. <laughs> it adds a surprising amount where you're like, oh. Just like a lot of intensity. A lot of intensity. Yeah. And like, anticipation. I think... Oh, wow. This is weird. We're getting a call from your Scandinavian. <laughs> my, my, your, your, your Scandinavian dildo right now. Is this Jesse May? Uh, y- yeah. Who's uh, speaking? Yes, this is Trosha. Trosha? Trosha. Trosha. Oh, Hey. How could you forget me already? I'm so sorry. I just—it's been a busy day. I thought that I was your one and only desire. You are. No, you are. It's just been a busy week. I haven't seen you all week. And why do you keep me in the drawer all the time now? Well, because the dogs get into you sometimes. Why did you let them 
the, the dog bites me and then, then and then there's chew marks. I'm not perfect for you anymore. No, you're you're still perfect. I mean, there's a couple dents. It's fine. Like I you're don't s- like to be eating that deal, though. I like to go smooth. I don't like bumpies. You only have a couple bumpies. I know, but the bumpies are hideous. It's like dildo herpes when a dog <laughs> bites you on the dildo. W- w- you don't have dildo herpes. It's fine. You, you, you're fine. I just, I, I, I've just, it's not you. I've just been busy. Oh, it's not you. Me, it's, it's you. Oh, it's really? You've just been busy. You know how many other females I've heard this from? Oh, okay. I'm sure a lot. Like, you have you have a boyfriend now that you are happy with. Yeah. You don't use me as much as you used to, Jesse. I'm so sorry. But, I mean, you're still useful. I feel neglected. Well, you know, welcome to my life. Do not turn this around <laughs> on you, Jesse. May. I am the one guilting you. Listen, Trosha. 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 Is that even... That is Scandinavian, don't you? Scant? What's it it mean? It it means... I think we have uh, our fact checker actually checking right now to see if... uh, Walt, uh, do you... um, do you uh is 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 Trisha is that an actual Scandinavian name? Uh yeah, that's a absolutely a Scandinavian name. It means uh vibrations. See what did I tell you, Jasmine? That doesn't even sound. Well, sound. Trisha means vibration. It is so literal. You have no <laughs> idea. He sounded like he just woke up from a nap. Like I think he just is like on some other situation i mean i think that's just how walt sounds yeah i mean this is just how i sound i don't know why everybody's talking a lot of shit here you know i'm just here playing uh you know warcraft and you guys are really interrupting me <laughs> wow okay well walt seems really busy um so troll troll a shop yes I'm 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 sorry that you've been... I am your vibrator. Do you not remember me? You, you can't even remember my, my you're name. You're the best vibrator I've ever had. Thank and, you. And I mean that. That's all I needed to hear. The other ones are gone. There's no more other vibrators. That means so much to me that we are finally exclusive. <laughs> we are. I can't believe we are going steady after all of these years. We are. I was so scared and cold in the woods whenever I was thrown by your ex-crazy boyfriend. I almost thought that no one was going to pick me up and that I was going to shake myself until there was no more battery life left on me. Oh no, a dog is coming. <laughs> a dog is coming. Got to go. Wow. Um. I mean, you know, it's hard to keep up with everything. That's, you know, Troshaloff. I think Trosha. 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 I think that was his name. Wow. Yeah, he's very emotional. See, it's P- it, he. He has a little PTSD left over. He has a little PTSD from being tossed in the woods. Anybody would. Anybody <laughs> would. You get Anybody it? Is. Little pun there for you. <laughs> little pun. A little, a little, a little, little pun. That little, this podcast. Little lumber pun for you. Lumber pun. Huh? <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been uh, a very weird and wild podcast, and I've loved every minute of it. Uh, Do you have anything that you want to plug uh, coming up? Social Um, media or anything like that? I mean, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Queefy May. Mm -hmm. And I have my Sharp Tongue podcast. You can find that all over. And I have a new podcast called Hilarious coming out on 420. Heck yeah. And I'm up at Smoke on the Weed. 
I might be eating the pizza. I might be listening to music. I might be talking about aliens. I think the weed angel is going to send you off with some weed today, too. Oh, my. Yeah. That would be lovely. Yeah, absolutely. In my, in my pockets. Great. Great. Pizza and weed? I'm Pizza coming back, weed. Jeremiah. Yeah. Oh, no. I hope you do come back. You're like you're like a guy who, who abducts children, but they're adults <laughs> and you don't hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> I just lull you into. Shh, shh, shh. We're just gonna hang out for a bit. God, you want some pizza? You want some pizza? Shh, some weed? Come on, you want some weed? Come on, stay. Uh, come. God, just keep Do you like Jim Carrey? Here's a saxophone. <laughs> Here's a picture that you've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. I love you. Love you too. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.